Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabas Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mir Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy Award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. I'm here with one of my favorite podcasters of all time. We've got Emily Hope Morris, who is a host of the successful podcast, Sex with Emily, and one of my favorite podcasts, Sex and Relationship Experts. And she's been doing this for 12 years, right? Yeah, 13. This 13. is 13th year. I started the first month podcasting. Welcome, Emily. I'm so, so excited. Good to be here. Me I'm too. so excited. We've already been yapping away before <laughs> we even started. But, um, you know, so I learned about your podcast um, through my boyfriend, who, who was like listening to it one day. I, I mean, I knew that you were doing it because I've been following your career for a while ever since you were on Bravo. Right. And I remembered you from that. And I kind of got into podcasting and I remember that you had this. And But you know how when you start, yeah. you're just so overwhelmed with getting your yes. own getting your own identity? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But now it's like 12 years on, 13 years yeah. on. 13th year. Yeah. And you guys, you're doing such a great job. Thank you. I mean, that's like an understatement. <laughs> Thank you. But the reason I like it is 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 because you're you're educated. So you're not just somebody calling. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm not just like I had a lot of sex. So yeah. I'll talk about it. You're not Which like I just have, like this. But... Yeah, and that's good. <laughs> um, but you know, you actually have. You, we both went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. We're both University of Michigan graduates. And then you got your um, your bachelor's. They're double bachelor's. Yeah, I got a bet. Yep, it got in, in uh, psychology and poli sci, and then I got a doctorate in human sexuality. Yeah about six years ago now. Which is great, because yeah. you're a doctor. So, um, doctorate now. So, and, and the other, the reason I really enjoy it is because you present it in such a, in, in such a non-threatening way. Because sex is a, is a topic that people who are having it with each other can't even talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Isn't yeah. it amazing that it's the most intimate act, yeah. and it's the thing that we all share, right? Desire for sex, we want sex, we want it to be great, and we can't talk about it. We can't talk about and it. And so that's kind of, I think, the main feedback I get from the podcast and why people like it is because I want it to be as comfortable um, as to talk about and to listen to as you're talking about the weather. Yeah. And I think that people get that it's just authentic and real, and like let's. that's one of the biggest challenges that we can't even talk about it. Right. And once we can do that... You know, and and endless even how much great an, sex we can have. I know, but <laughs> even like amongst friends, I have friends that if I try and talk about sex with them, they get judgy, they get yeah. weird. And I went to school with a bunch of men, so I know how to talk about stuff. Like in med school, you're just you're not sugarcoating stuff, right? And we would talk. And plus, we're medical, so things didn't bother us as much. But right. but there's a lot of a lot of you know that that's still exists. exactly there's mm. still and then that, and that women it's true i have women friends that i i know everything about their sex life i know how they orgasm how often they have sex mm-hmm. da, da, da. and then i have friends who are like change the subject yeah and i think god i can't imagine what their sex life is like with their partner if they're not yeah. talking to me and they're not really you know i just think that there's so much if you think about it there's so much shame around it we are not taught 
we have zero sex education. Yeah. So we don't even know what we're doing a lot of times. And we definitely don't want to talk about it to our partner because, or even to ourselves, because there is so much shame. We're brought up with shame and judgment or religion or society. Yeah. And we're just, we just feel like it's, it's wrong to talk about. Well, especially really... as women. Yes. I, I was with a friend of mine just a month ago and I was saying something and it was so tame. And she was like, whoa, you're a freak. I'm like, okay, I'm not talking to you anymore because I, for that little right? thing, she already thinks. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, and you know, how you choose your nice battles. pasta we're eating here. Exactly. Um, As a female, too, we get a lot of shame for that. Yeah, we do. We get a lot of shame, a lot of judgment. Um, And there's so many women who hold back, I think, sexually because they're afraid that their partners are going to judge them, that their friends are going to judge them. And they have have judgments around themselves, which I just try so hard to arrest. There's no sex police. There's no one there who's saying you should wait this long to have sex or you should, you know, there's no right way to do it except for to check in with yourself and say, do I feel okay with my decisions? You know, do I, is this the kind of stuff that I want to do? Yeah. And it's not really, it doesn't really matter what anyone else no. thinks about your you. So what's some of the most common themes or questions that you get asked from women and then from men? But, but okay. what do you get? I would say from themes. women, I would say the top questions for women typically come around orgasm. Yeah. And they want to know why can't I orgasm during intercourse? Right. Oh, that's and a big one. That's a big one. And a lot of women can't in the beginning oh, when they first started having sex. They, yeah. they can't in the beginning. And only 30% of women actually have orgasms during intercourse yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's not very many. 30%. No, that's, that's not the not. majority. And so I think there's this holy grail or that it doesn't count if we have an orgasm otherwise and that's just, again, not true. If so, you're having it, not having sex. Yeah, or oh. you could have it before. So for a lot of women, the problem, the challenge for women having orgasms during intercourse is that we require clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Of course, there's the G-spot, all that. But typically, to get aroused, to get yeah. turned on, we want that simulation. Yeah. And just regular in and out penetration doesn't always cut it, which yeah. is why foreplay is not a suggestion. It's a requirement. It's, a requ- it's like a, an oven versus a microwave. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're yeah. slow cookers, yeah. right? Or frying yeah. pans. Yeah, I always say men are slow. You know, women are slow cookers. Men are frying pans. They're ready to go. We need to be warmed up. So yeah. for women, it's like giving themselves permission to be like, you know, it's okay that you're not during intercourse, but do you know what you need? And also for women, the big thing is when they ask me about any mm-hmm. kind of orgasm, it's like you got to masturbate. Like yeah. whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship, it's so healthy for all of us to continue to masturbate because that's how we learn about our bodies. That's yeah. how we know it makes us feel good. And I thought that men were just would just learn somewhere off at some secret school where they got trained and they came back and teach me about my body when I was a kid because I didn't know. Yeah. Or when I was started having sex. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we got to do the work. But it's fun. Speaking work. of like the orgasm thing, like, you know, when you, <laughs> I'm, I'm only giggling because this question, I don't even know how to say it other than just saying it. Yes. Squirting is another yeah, thing. Squirting. Like, so you, not only do you orgasm, some women can squirt. Yes. And so it can be pretty intimidating because yes. you're like, whoa, how do I do that? This squirting a real thing. It is a real thing. Okay. It is a real thing. And that people are like, oh, is it just urine? Is it, yeah, there's traces of urine in it. It's a uh, periurethral gl- glands. Yeah. Is where it, it comes from. But first of all, all that debate, is it real, is it not? Did it come out of her? Was she during sex? Yeah. Great. And just celebrate it. If you're not okay with the mess, you can put blankets down or go in the shower. But it's Then fine. don't have sex. Then don't have sex yeah. if you don't want, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sex is messy mm-hmm. and sex can be funny and dirty and great and just enjoy it. Yeah. The more you're, the more you're um, ready to embrace all those elements, the better sex you're going to have. But yeah, squirting. And yeah, women can squirt. They can have orgasms and squirt or they can just squirt without orgasm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it can happen. It's a thing. It's a question. It's a thing. I get and I'm it a sure lot. you get it a lot, too, because I remember, you know, for example, I would watch, I was watching this porn once, and the yeah, girl just awesome. could, could, like, squirt on command. Yeah. And I remember thinking, 
How? Well, you could. Women can learn. Yeah. It's through the G spot. It's through G spot stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, typically for women using fingers, or yeah. using their partner's fingers, or using a, a toy. But that's how it, it happens with continual G spot stimulation. And some women can also do it using the magic wand vibrator, which yeah. over there, over there, um, on the outside. Wait, is that that big external? one with the yeah. ball? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was my first one. Really? Yeah. yeah. And now it's it was, rechargeable. And... Yeah, but I had it when it was like the plug-in. Yeah, when it was a plug-in. And to so the wall. I had to be next to a wall. Yeah. Oh my god. I once <laughs> here's my. I bought that years yeah. ago when I moved to San Francisco, and I maybe it was when I started my show. And it was like one of my first toys. They yeah. get you know when you get free perks. I was like, oh my god. I pl- I drilled a hole in my in my nightstand so it could always be plugged into oh, the wall. That I was serious so you about. You are it. smart. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, was, I just wanted to always be plugged in, but now it's rechargeable. Yeah, they're rechargeable <laughs> now. I don't think that they're as strong as they used to be. Ooh, it is. They is? I should have brought you one. I brought you some stuff, but you I should have. Yes. Oh my God, I'm yes. so excited. So can we talk about vibrators for a yes, second? Yes, please. Um, vibrators are a funny thing. I don't think they're funny. I think they're great. But I've been in relationships where the man is like, no, we are not bringing that into the room. It's so upsetting to me. I mean, I hear that all the time. Yeah. That men can be very, our partners can be very threatened by anything else that is going to come into the bedroom, Mm -hmm. right? Unless they decide. Like, it's a threesome. What's the problem? Yeah. But if it's another person, say. But with a vibrator, I just think that we, I hope... We're getting to the point where men understand, I'm going to say like with heterosexual couples, but truly anyone can be intimidated by the fact that they didn't make you orgasm. And it's like, to me, nothing else vibrates. Your hands don't vibrate. Your penis can't vibrate. And if it's going to add a little something to your sex life, variety is one of the biggest things we crave and mm-hmm. why sex gets so stale after a while. So to me, it's like you can feel things with a vibrator that it's an, that you can't feel with any other body part. Yeah. And it's just an added sensation. Yeah. And it mixes it up. And men like vibrations too. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of fear around people who haven't tried it. And mm-hmm. then when they try it, I think that, you know, Start with a little clitoral vibe that you yeah. use during intercourse. Don't go or from together. don't go from zero to ten. Right. I had a friend of mine who I bought her a vibrator because she'd never ever worn one, used right. one, and she she called me like the next day. She's like, "Yo, this thing's crazy." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "I felt like it was gonna like attack me." I'm like, "What setting did you have?" <laughs> she just turned it all the way up. Yeah. Yeah. There's know. a lot of right now. They have like 10, 15, mm-hmm. five. They all have a lot of settings. So mm-hmm. some people need it in a lower setting. You know, a lot of women want it for like G spot stimulation, whether you know, or clitoral, whether having sex. And you can just have so much more intensity. Um, it's not better. It's just different. And so I think that a penis ring is great for couples toys. So mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, you know, we haven't actually used a toy, but I'd like to get started. There's a great penis ring by um, WeVibe called the Pivot. And he, he actually wears it on his penis. And mm-hmm. it, it's a little ring and it mm-hmm. vibrates. And then it hits your clitoris when you're having sex and it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can also use it on your fingers mm-hmm. as a clitoral vibe. So it's kind of like a you, you share the experience together. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you talk a lot about... Um, V the we vibe yeah and like that has like a, 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 a oh the couples toy yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. called the we vibe sync or this the we vibe uh, is the main one they came out with like ten years ago and that's the first couples toy as well that you actually wear it during intercourse and it's shaped like a C mm-hmm. and it um. And it's like hits your G spot and your clitoris, so it nestles in, and then he can actually fit himself inside you as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it and feels people great. love it. Yeah, people yeah. love it. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I haven't tried it yet. I have to okay. let you know. Um, but can you get addicted? Can you actually get desensitized? That's a great question. So here's the thing about getting desensitized by anything. Mm-hmm. So yes, if that is the only way you orgasm with the same toy and you use it really intensely on a really high setting, and you're like, I'm going to hit it and quit. I'm going to go in. I'm going to have sex in the same way. I don't know that you become desensitized. It's more like you become into a routine mm-hmm. and your brain's linking up the, the you know, um, that like I need this toy to orgasm. So it's like if men who watch porn, let's say, or women, they're like, I can only orgasm with this certain, seeing this certain stimulant. So the thing about vibrators, if you feel like I'm addicted to my vibrator, just 
then say, you know what, I'm going to masturbate and I'm not going to use it or I'm going to use it. I'm not going to use it at the beginning and I'll finish with it. And then mm. just try to like ease off of it or use different settings. So you mix it up, which is what you should be doing with every part of your sex life. You don't yeah. want to have sex in the same position all the time. You know, you want to mix things up. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, I'm asking you the questions, but like I want you to, <laughs> if I'm missing something or there's something else, like just yeah, put totally. your, put no, your two great. cents in. <laughs> you know, so I have a mutual friend and, and I talk about this with um, my guy too. You know, this keeping it fun because... I have a, a healthy sex drive yeah. and my fear is, and I've been in relationships before where um, they just stop wanting it. Right. It sucks. And it I, does suck. And I've it seen, hurts. It, it really does. And I, I sometimes, um, you know, I look back at my relationship. I'm like, oh, well, it was because of this, that, and the other. I think that at that point in my life, the person was intimidated by me in some, right. some capacity. Doctor, a strong woman. Right. Something happened. Something was up. And um, it, I think it, it's, it's something that I, I would never want again. But I see that a lot with these people. And I have a friend of mine who's like, oh, we've been dating for three years. You know, it's we don't we don't have sex the same Mm -hmm. way we used to. And I'm just like, you just brought me to my second most popular question. Yeah, (laughs) I could imagine. Yeah. No, people want to know. Well, here's the thing. It is it is tip. What I want so badly is for couples to understand or for people before you get into a relationship that your relationship is Sex is going to change. Mm-hmm. Your intimacy is going to change. You're not going to feel as connected as you are during the first six months, two years, which is the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything's amazing. Like you've got your feel-good hormones, like the dopamine, the serotonin. They're, they're bonding you. They're connecting you. But it's biological. Mm-hmm. Like we are with someone as long to, you know, so he can procreate. You have a baby. And then you can, like we're talking about like evolution, like our yeah. ancestors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like cavemen. And But but really, so I just want, my main thing is that understand that you're, it will change. It's not always going to be as great at was at the beginning so what i always say is like prioritize your sex life mm-hmm. Ta- start talking about it right when you're having sex with someone that's the time to talk about it that's yeah. time to say like god that was great or what would be fun for us to try like make it part of your your dialogue just like you talk about the restaurants you want to try or or where you want to live the city or the country or are you gonna have kids like how important is our sex life like do we like the same things yeah and knowing that it's going to get kind of Get to the point where you don't want, where you won't allow it to get stale. Like that happened to me. That was one of my um, inspirations for starting the podcast was like, I've only been in relationships where after a few months, it's not as interesting, or after a few years, and I kept hearing that everyone else was divorced. Everyone says that that's normal, but I'm just like, it's normal, but you don't have, it's it's normal that it's going to happen, which is, which is great that it's normal, but. People don't talk about how to how to prevent that yeah. or when it happens, what to do about it. Because mm-hmm. it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't want to have sex anymore doesn't mean that you can't deepen your connection, enhance intimacy, and prioritize the way you guys connect. And, mm-hmm. and it's because we, we get so used to our partners and we have sex the same way. And we want variety. We want surprise. So that's why you should never stop dating your partner. Um, go, you know making special time that you guys can get away if you have kids get away from the kids bring home sex toys watch porn together read a book listen to the podcast yeah a lot of couples listen to it together as foreplay Mm because they can't talk about like emily says we should try this yeah whatever works for you guys to to facilitate that conversation is is will mean that you guys are on top of it and you're not going to be taken when months go by and you haven't had sex oh god i know (laughs) right that's my fear too (laughs) i get it i got so much anxiety yes i get it i can't do it it. i can't do it right um we won't now, um, friend, it won't happen to you. I won't no. let that happen. No, I'll call you. Okay. Good. No, Perfect. that won't happen. No, um, it won't even. But, but, but so, but, but one of the things that you say that I really, really like is communication is lubrication mm-hmm. and um, talking about something 
takes that fear it out does. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about sex is, first of all, well, you might think it's awkward and it's ter- and it's going to be the most you know horrible thing or it's going to be so scary. It might be. But the once you just start doing it, mm-hmm. it's going to in- connect you to your partner. It makes you very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You think that sex is so vulnerable and it is. You're naked with your partner. But if we're not talking about it, like, right. this is another level where you're like, let's talk about our sex life. Like I, this is, you know, a great way to start is by just saying like what are some things you want to try let's mm-hmm. each write down three things and exchange like a sexy bucket list or it's funny sharing I wrote fantasies. that right here yeah gotta... because it's a good mm-hmm. one because like mm-hmm. where do you start like yeah. what or you could say like what was the most memorable time we had sex if your partner doesn't you know you can each kind of share yeah. and then you're like oh you liked that time that we had sex outdoors and we could have gotten caught so then you know maybe your partner's in something a little racy I mean, yeah it's a good place to start if you don't know where to go um <laughs> he's laughing over there um so the reason I say this is because um you know you it sounds so simple but sex isn't always intimate sometimes it's way more intimate to be talking right you know? to be talking about yeah it. yeah and doesn't have to be during unless you know dirty talk is great but when you want to get into before the, maybe yeah not, you know after but it's sometimes the intimacy you can have sex and there's nothing intimate about it right absolutely and it actually can make you feel more disconnected haven't you ever I've like, had sex with people and you feel so alone like yeah or i just feel like okay yeah i'm out done i'm out no cuddling <laughs> right exactly i'm out the door if there's no connection so right we can you, have, we're in a trance so yeah. we're not connected i had a beeper when i was in med school so it came handy for things like that i paged myself out once I, I, I beeped. It. I was Page like, out. Peace I did. Out. I was like, oh, the hospital's calling. I gotta go. I, that is brilliant. I did. It yeah. was, was so bad. But um, <laughs> but you know, the intimacy sometimes is lacking, and people have a fear of being judged. And, right. You know, I've experienced that fear of being judged. Right. A woman, a doctor, you right. know, certain oh religion, yeah. some kind of way you have to behave. Everything. And um, I've had um, I've had friends and stuff. So how you know how do you help people get over that? But get over their fear yeah. of being judged. I guess just understanding that, you know, hopefully you're with a partner. Well, first of all, you have to accept and love yourself and know that whatever messages you're telling yourself, like maybe you were raised in society or religion where you were told sex is only for procreation or masturbation or no is sex wrong. before marriage. No sex before and marriage. no masturbation. No masturbation. Yeah, so that and, ingrains in people's heads. Oh, yeah. Even if, if they go yeah. to, exactly. And even if they think they're past it or it's silly, yeah. you're still hearing those messages that you got as a child. They're still in your head. So yeah. you have to reconcile that. It's actually, if for you, if it's no longer true, then, you know, realize that you're still giving a lot of weight to it and you yeah. have to set yourself free from that. But also talking to a person that you love and that you're having sex with and that you're at least you feel very comfortable with, you should feel comfortable enough saying, you know what, you could even say, I'm afraid you're going to judge me for this, but I've always wanted to have a deeper, more like spiritual, expansive connection yeah. with my partner. Yeah. And it makes me feel like maybe you could even judge me. Be honest. Yeah. Say, I feel like if I tell you that I want to be tied up, you're going to think I'm a slut. Yeah. Or in my mind, I judge yeah. it. And you guys will be so surprised that, first of all, your partner's probably going to be like, wow, that's hot. Tell yeah. me more. And let's say your biggest fears come true and they're like, well, that's awfully slutty. You must have had a lot of partners. Guess what? Yeah. You're learning a lot about that person and there might not be the person you want to be you with. You know what? You're, you're Why not so, find out now? You're so right because situations like that have happened where yes. I've said something to a partner and they've been like, that's right. really slutty. And I'm right. like, Okay, you right. Know? You're like so. I'm out. I mean, what, at the time, maybe you didn't, but but no. For now, but, if that's... but but as you grow up and you get older and you right. realize and you become more comfortable, you're like, well, this is who I am. And this is what I want. And if you're not on the same page, I just don't feel like it's my job to change anybody. They're same. either they either get it or they don't. Right. And if they don't, 
Keep it moving. People do not change unless they want to change. Yeah. So if you're in the relationship thinking, yes, he'd be so great once he, ABC, yeah. no, he, yeah. that's never going to happen unless he actually wants to. But the other thing about the, um, I was going to say something about the, the vulnerability, talking intimacy. to your partner, intimacy is that you were saying, that, so yes, talking to your partner, it's great to do it outside the bedroom too. Yeah. So if you're feeling like, I've really been just wanting to you know, talk about our sex life. It's great to do it when you're like having breakfast, you're yeah. relaxed or you're on a hike or you're in the car. So you're, some people have a hard time with eye contact. So yeah. you can be like, well, we're driving and we're in the car together, but we're not looking at each other. So this would be a good time to say, Hey babe, let's yeah. talk about our sex life. It just, it's like ripping a bandaid off, but I'm telling you, you'll be so glad you talked about well, it. Well, it's funny about car rides <laughs> because I was in a car with, um, the guy over there sitting over there. Hi, what's up? <laughs> so we were in a car, we were driving to the Hamptons and he brought something up. And he was talking about it like it was something that he wanted to share with me that maybe he felt like I would judge him. I don't really know. Um, but he's like, well, so I just want you to know this is what I like. And I'm just sitting there listening to him going, well, that's cool because that's what I like too. But I let him finish. Right, good. And actually, while he was talking about it, I remember thinking, oh, I don't know if I should tell him because I don't want to be judged because right. I've been judged before. Well, so right. maybe I should be quiet. So I actually had this thing in my head where I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to share with him that I actually like exactly the same right. thing because I, yet he was telling me that's what he liked. Right. Which is like, and I love that you caught yourself. I think yeah. we don't often catch ourselves. Yeah. So the fact that you probably had some when you were younger, say you're slutty, right? We hold on to those things. To, like it could be just when our teenage years or even our twenties were like, oh, but you knew it wasn't true. And how much closer? I'm sure right. you were, right? No, but it's it's interesting because you know I um I, I never I, those feelings I thought were not non-existent, but right. I remember like he was talking about something that he liked, and I was listening to him, and I don't know if it was hard for you to tell me or not. Um, I don't know, but uh, he was talking about it. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second, and then it it was like the best talk, right? Because all of a sudden it's like, whoa, there's somebody else who can be a partner in crime. Right. And you know what I love? But I always yeah. say to people that that say that thing that you think you can't say. So when you had that moment mm-hmm. and you're like. I can't say this. Think about it, and then think. But you even know though he was saying, it. even though he was saying it, yeah, he was we saying all it. Do that. Like, you're like, oh, but I can't. Maybe I shouldn't say it because, right. yeah, because it's the way we're wired. But you caught mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. And so I think the things that you think, oh God, but then think about if you don't say it now, how are you going to feel in a year from now if you don't say it? You yeah. Know, well, just if like, you wait, um, it becomes so detrimental. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's when people stop having sex too because mm-hmm. they build up resentments mm-hmm. and they build up there's conflicts they don't resolve and that's killers of our sex yeah. drive. All and that also stuff. just that intimacy of feeling um, safe. I think leads to better sexual experiences. Right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. When you talk about it, you feel so much more. That's intimacy. You yeah. feel connected and safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that, especially for women, they say like feel great, the best sex they have, or the more orgasms they have is when they do feel like they're safe, and that yeah. safety comes from and being you can a just partner be that you free trust. And release. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we have it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. I'm going to slightly switch gears, but not really, because we can always come back to this. Um, a few months ago, I have um, a gay friend of mine. He's one of my closest friends. And we were talking about anal sex. And it was like a f- myself, our, our, a couple other friends. Um, my boyfriend was there. And so we were talking about it. And I don't really remember how it came up. But he said women don't really like anal sex. They only do it because the men want to. Yeah. Um, and I have to ask you that because a lot of girls think that too, but yeah. may not have tried it. Right. That's a great question. I yeah. think that a lot of he was convinced. He's no. like, women do it because the men want to do it. He said there are no pleasure receptors in that area for a woman to orgasm from. I mean, he made a good point. If you didn't know any better, you might right. have been like, oh. well, there's indirect stimulation to yeah. the G spot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of and nerve there's a lot of mental and, stuff, yeah. too. That's really I'm telling you, there's so many women who, who thoroughly enjoy it and yeah. have orgasms. But you gave and me love this it. look when I said what he said that you were I, like, he's what? so wrong. Let's yeah. call it. No, yeah. but I understand that because typically it is the males driving women to have anal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's especially because that's what we see in porn now. So I'd say even, I've been yeah. doing this show for 13 years, so I'd say even when I started, it was just about the time people were even, like porn was available everywhere and people were talking about anal. So now it's like young kids. My concern about the anal thing is that, yes, there are a lot of young girls, I think, who haven't had sex who are being coerced into having anal or they think, well, I'll keep my virginity and just oh, have that anal happens sex. a lot, especially with like no. the religious cultures of certain religions. So wrong. Um, I don't want to say it's a religious thing; it's not. But I'm saying in certain cultures, right? Or it's a belief. Uh, it's like a, I'll sidestepping. Yeah. Like slut. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have vaginal sex because that will make me n- not a virgin. Yeah. But I'll do anal because yeah. that makes it's so, ridiculous. But that's like let's talk about the, the, about the pleasure center. Yeah, the yeah. pleasure center. So here's the thing about anal. So for a lot of women, I would say this women, but there's a lot of women who have had first time anal and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And and why that is maybe they were drunk, it was after the bar, their partner just without any prep, yeah, just put inside, just stuck it in. No lube, no relaxation, no breathing. And mm-hmm. there's like it and it can hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be very painful. And then they're like, No way, close for business. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Very and common. Thing, yeah. Very very common. And I'm saying, okay, wait, well, maybe you could try it again if you do it right. Yeah. And it's just all you got to do is make sure, again, you're with a partner that you trust and that you go really slow. So mm-hmm. if you've never had anything back in your back door, like start with your partner's finger and a little bit of lube. Like yeah. your best friend is lots of lube mm-hmm. and taking a lot of breaths. Mm-hmm. So first just have them touch it around. The, I mean, outside of the anus has so many nerve endings. So just mm-hmm. like touching it with their finger can feel great. And then they could use like a pinky finger just to try it or a butt plug before you go right in. And yeah. then when you do, I have tons of stuff on my website too, Sex with Emily. Because it's a big topic. It's a big topic. It's we huge. talk about it all the time because it's like, 
people just don't do it correctly. So then you want to breathe and you want to make sure you go slow, use lots of lube, breathe and communicate. And so for a lot of women, it can be extremely pleasurable. But for some, they're like, yeah, I tried it a bunch. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But there's not one sex act that's for everybody. Yeah. And I like that. But it was just so interesting to hear him talk about how he was convinced that anal sex is just not pleasurable for women. Right. Women only do it because the men make them or want them or they do it to please their men. And I remember thinking, that's not true. Not true um, at all. And no. I don't believe that. And, you know, it was just strange coming from such a, such a and, but but a lot of women, there were girls at the table that believed them. Yeah, I'm sure. And they probably believed it because they probably have never had it or maybe it was painful. Or yeah. there's a lot of women who've done it right and they just don't love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, there's a lot of pleasure receptors. But again, it's not for everybody. And if it's not your thing and you yeah. don't want to try it, that's cool too. There's yeah. not one thing you have to do, but when you have when you have the wrong ideas about it, yeah, we need to correct that. There I are know. pleasure receptors in the anus that indirectly can target your G spot. Mm-hmm. So if your penis is inside or a toy, it can actually hit the membrane. Like there's like a thin the membrane. Other side, yeah. yeah, but there's mm-hmm. also just. Yeah, mental, nervous, also can be and clitoral too. stimulation yeah. as well at the same yeah. time could feel great. And also, if you're if you're with somebody who you trust, and you know, it could be a trust. Yeah, just about that. It right. could just simply be about that, and that could be hot. In that could, exactly. Yeah. There's so many things to sex that is mental and connection and intimacy, like staring into each other's eyes mm-hmm. and breathing together. Yeah, and that's um, it's interesting because sometimes people don't like to look at each other when they're having sex. And it's so can be so. Why is that? Because I think again, we're afraid of mm-hmm. intimacy. Yeah. I think we're afraid of being seen. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying you feel like a stereo partner the whole time because <laughs> like then that's psychopath. creepy. <laughs> right. There's like and, a fine uh, line between super intimate and super, super creepy. Super creepy, yeah. But, but yeah, there's really something to be said for like looking into each other's eyes mm-hmm. and breathing together. It's kind of like a tantric practice, very light tantra, but it's it can be really hot and connected yeah. to just start off kissing and, and, and you know making out, which is so important. Mm-hmm. That goes in long-term relationships too. I'm like, bring yeah. back the kissing and the staring each other's eyes and intimacy. Another thing that you talk about a lot is um, open relationships. And um, sometimes it can get overwhelming, everything that everybody's doing. Like there's all these acronyms for all these things that people are doing. It can be overwhelming. Right. Um, like first, polyamorous. Yeah. It's so much. Um can you just educate me a little bit? Yeah, because I don't. I don't necessarily need for me, but for anybody who's listening, like yeah. open relationship. What does, it mean? what does it mean? What kind are there? And, and if it's something that people and yeah. people are more into it now. I think that now it's, a, it's such a good question because I think now more than ever, I would say there are more people who are in alternative relationships and they're more out about it. Why do you think so, that? Um, I think that we're getting married a lot later in life, mm-hmm. if at all. People are delaying marriage. They have a lot more sexual partners. Women don't feel like they need men in that way just to settle down and have a baby right away. Like, we could freeze our eggs. We could even do it on our own. And I I just think Mm -hmm. that we're also seeing, like, the divorce divorce rate. Marriage doesn't work for everybody. You know, 50% ended in in divorce of marriages. And I feel like open relationships that for so long people are like, there's no way. Like, for example, so an open relationship, let's say polyamory, that would mean that there's a lot of different ways to cut it. But one of the typical ways of being in an, in an open relationship would mean that you have a primary partner. So you have one partner, maybe you live together or you're like each other's number one. And then you each would have other partners mm-hmm. and maybe you'd see some of them together or separately. But you you practice this like radical and fierce honesty mm-hmm. and truth. That yeah, I've people, heard you say that before. People in open relationships that I know, there's no cheating. Like, yeah. of course, they make mistakes, but they really do talk about everything and they learn how to kind of 
deal with the jealousy head on. So we're going to get jealous in any kind of relationship, but especially we're going to be triggered maybe if our partner, you know, and again, you set boundaries and rules. So yes, you can have a date tonight with this woman, but I don't want you to sleep there. Or I don't want you to penetration. Couples yeah. decide. But let's say they still get jealous or their partner shows them a picture or whatever. It triggers jealousy. Then they let them know, like, you know what? I thought I'd be more comfortable with this. And mm-hmm. it made me feel whatever. And then you talk it through. So that's kind of a way that's polyamory. And then there's like swingers. Mm-hmm. That's a couple who are married and maybe they go to play parties or swinger parties where they go to a party or they go to an event with other friends and they hook up with another couple or they bring a woman home. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. Or people who are just kind of um, open relationships, but they're dating. What's the, there's another word for it. I just yeah, heard. It's like single, so. but open. Like, well, isn't that everybody who's just yeah. sleeping around on Tinder? Yeah. But <laughs> So I just think that we're, and also there are, I mean, I've had some couples on the show and I have a lot of friends who it actually works yeah. even with kids. And I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it's not like it's this crazy, my friends like, or one of my old co-hosts of the show, he's like, oh, they probably have ponytails and they're freaky. And it's like, no, they're people, probably your neighbors yeah. could be an open relationship yeah. and you don't know it. Yeah. So it's just another option. Well, okay. So this is another thing. So there's, what you're saying is it can be open relationship where you actually date other people and you're em- emotionally yeah. involved, not just physically. Or you could say, I don't want emotional involvement. Mm-hmm. I just want physical. So I think for a lot of people in open relationships, they say like, okay, you can have sex with this person, but I don't want your emotions to get involved. Yeah. Now, that's a great goal. Yeah. But if you're going to be that's seeing hard. the same person over and over again, you might get yeah. some emotions entangled. Mm-hmm. And so then that's something that you you talk yeah. about. But it's not for everybody. It's yeah. not for everybody. And and sometimes it's just, um, you know, another thing that I hear come up a lot in your podcast yeah. is the idea of the, a primary couple mm-hmm. that want to just experiment sexually by yeah. bringing someone else in. Exactly, like a unicorn, or third partner, mm-hmm. like a What's woman. What's that called, a unicorn? A unicorn is what oh. they call a single woman who who connects with, hooks up with a couple or two people. Got it. And so there's a lot of different um, places you could do that. There's, mm-hmm. let's see, what's it called? Not Thrinder. What's the, what is Oh my Thrinder. God, there's a Thrinder. Tinder changed the name. They have an app. Oh. Um, I can't remember what it's called right now. But there's there's ways to do it. Oh yeah, there's definitely ways to do it. There's some stuff on my website too. If you go to Sex with Emily, we have like a bunch of places if you want to find a third. But yeah, that's a... But, That's a but, thing too. But so what what happens sometimes is you know is maybe it can open the door. Have you asked? Have been asked this? Open door to one of the partners cheating with doing it. It's like hey, if I'm doing this with this person, I can do this without that person. Yeah, that could happen in any situation. And so right. hopefully, so here's the thing about threesomes or open relationships. I will tell couples it's not the kind of decision you make impulsively, like you're drunk at a bar or a party and let's take her home. No, you want to ahead of time. I mean, mm-hmm. you can if you guys are in a solid place. No, I know what you I've mean. I've done but, that. But, it's but, fine. but I'm, just I'm just saying, like sometimes it is just that. Sometimes you're just okay. Let's That's get this cr- person, and, true, and you haven't thought about it ahead. Of time okay. and that's just a recipe for disaster i think well it depends on the relationship okay you're in. you might be in a great relationship where you know mm-hmm. you guys got this like we've kind of talked about it before it would be really hot and i trust my partner that that he you know he loves me enough or we're in love that this isn't going to happen mm-hmm. but sure of course if i believe that for the couple that is going to have a healthy threesome that they really have to say like ahead of time let's have a safe word let's have a look we can give each other mm-hmm. she's not sleeping over yeah. i don't want to have penetration if you feel like things are going to change pull me into the bathroom like um we have to use protection yeah. i don't want you to you like to go her. home I mean, with memories not diseases exactly <laughs> right i love it that should be like a bumper sticker or something <laughs> all no. the memories less disease no. yeah all the great memories with less disease yeah but it's true and i so but yes of course if you're but i think that again it, you have to know your partner well enough to know like you could worry that they're going to leave and go home with the girl again another time but hopefully if you're having a threesome and you're opening it up you trust yeah. your partner well i mean yeah yeah but i guess the primary thing is what you said from the beginning communicate 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 because um 
it's it's oh, I've seen it, I've experienced it, where just stuff gets out of control, and all of a sudden, the person that you're with is doing things that you they just thought it was okay because they, you crossed a boundary, right? Where you introduced a, another sexual couple, right? So now all of a sudden, this person thinks, oh well, that's fine. It's not cheating anymore. Um, well, hopefully, yeah. And now, hope someone hearing this would know that if they're just ru- running to a threesome, that you got to be like, babe, this does not mean that yeah. you can go off and have like carte blanche to, yeah. you know, have or sex do it with all everyone. the time. You just have to have those kinds of yeah. Like, you just have to. And yeah. I'm telling you, it just it it's you just feel closer. It's so much. You won't believe how much your sex life will improve once you just get past this. And again, when I say communicate. You, you want to do it without judgment or blame. I think yeah. a lot of times you want to say, babe, I'm not going to judge you for anything. I, I'm open. This is a safe place. And just tell them and start with your feelings. Like I've been feeling, I've been thinking a lot lately about our sex life mm-hmm. and I love you and I love the sex we're having. And I just thought there could be some fun things we could try. Yeah. And I'd love to hear what you have. Let's be honest and share. And and I agree with you there. Um so have there ever like sometimes I listen to your podcasts and I and I I mean, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I think <laughs> I, I go outside of of listening to your podcast because I think that I can relate to you a lot in terms of you're educated, you're single. not You're not single. You're a woman, um, not single, but you know what I'm saying? Dating. Yeah. Dating but um, that whole thing of do people judge you for the <sighs> advice that you give? Because I think to myself, has she ever been like judged or attacked or criticized or chastised. It's so funny you say that. No, I got to be honest. In the 13 years I've been doing this, thousands of podcasts, millions of listeners, I, I'm not really, you, I've not been attacked. I mean, people haven't been that mean or ugly about it. And um, maybe they do silently, but I've yeah, never been like. you never had somebody say to you, like, you're such a. No, never. And you would think. That's amazing. I know. But I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I think I do it in a way that's, I think the reason why people like my but my podcast, no matter like your sexual orientation, your religion, your race or anything, I think it's because it's very non-judgmental. It's very open. It's very authentic. It's very all-inclusive for everybody. And I just don't talk about sex in a way that I think it can be. But of course, there's people who are going to always hate anyone who talks yeah. about sex. Yeah. People like, you know. But, but I'm happy to hear that because um, I often wonder, I'm like, does she ever get like criticized or whatever? Um, I want to ask him if he has any questions. Do you have any questions? Oh, No. All right. I just figured I'd get you on the mic if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. He'll think about it. Jump uh-huh. on if you want to. Um, yeah, no, it's a good question. So, no, I think that people, you know, people are sometimes there'll be comments on the podcast from somebody like a, my co-host. I'll be like, why do you say that? But no, people people don't get angry. I think they're pretty happy with the information they're receiving. And has there ever been a time where something has been so uncomfortable for even you to talk about? on the podcast. I'm trying to think if there's been anything that's like... Because I don't ever sense any discomfort, you know? I don't. It's, I weirdly don't have discomfort around it anymore. Yeah. It's, seriously, it is like talking about the weather. It's the most natural thing in the world, yeah. and I just wish that we all talked about it more. So if that can be infectious and people are listening, they're like, wow, that's easy. I'm just going to go do it. I yeah. love that. So no, there's nothing that's... And I was on Loveline for four years yeah. with Dr. Drew. We yeah. got calls, and I mean, nothing's I that, that weird to me. It doesn't freak me out. Um but so so one of the questions I heard today when I was listening to one of your podcasts and it can happen a lot and I want to know how you want yeah. to handle it. So a partner. Usually I find that happens a lot with guys. They have a partner, a wife that they've been married to for a long time, a girlfriend, whatever it is. That's just not into it. Um, if you are with somebody who is just not into the sexual type of sex that you are into, what do you do? That's a great question. <clears throat> Because that can happen. So, yeah. so for example, like let's say, like do you mean the frequency of sex or like they want to? You know, say that you're with somebody, it's been three years, two years, two whatever it is, and mm-hmm. it's just you're bored. You're bored. Um, right. 
and they just yeah and which like and most then, yeah that happens so say you know what i realize it becomes stale or boring or becomes whatever stale or boring you mm-hmm. got to talk about it and say like and then what? they say hey you know what why don't we get a girl and, the, and then the woman's like no that's disgusting exactly. I, you know and that happens a lot and then a i think lot. it shuts down communication or exactly. hey let's watch a porn together that's disgusting you're filthy who watches that right um, so that's really common so mm-hmm. what i'm saying here is like yeah watch a porn do that but for some people yeah. some couples like oh my god they might still believe that masturbation is wrong there's a lot of women i hear from and they're like why does my partner need to masturbate if we're together and Mm -hmm. it's like it's very very healthy to continue to masturbate and all that stuff so i think in this case you really have to know your partner Mm -hmm. and you don't want to lead with something like i think we should have a threesome or let's try some porn i think it has to be an open you you start asking your partner and say so what you know we've been together a while i love the sex we're having it's so hot when you you know it's like the Mm -hmm. compliment sandwich you talk about all the really good things (laughs) and then you're like but i really want to know like what what would you like to try what are your fantasies? What do you think about when you're like masturbating or like, is there anything? And it's like, nope, I don't know anything. I don't, because that women are like, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what turns me on. Well, what do you want? This is not the time to go, well, I was or thinking of threesome. That's disgusting. You're right. disgusting. Well, I think that here's the problem with that. When mm-hmm. you hear that that's disgusting from it your partner, you off, yeah. it turns you off, but there's a lot more work you can do because typically your partner who's saying that's disgusting has nothing to do with your partner or that person, it probably has to do with how they were raised Mm -hmm. and society and that they think sex is disgusting and wrong because they haven't been open to the fact that sex is actually something that can be expansive and couples can keep working on it and growing and make it so much better. So let's even take the threesome example. If you just say, babe, I want to have a threesome with you. First of all, she's going to think like, which one of my friends are you hot for? (laughs) Like, what time are they coming over? You've already planned this and you're not into me. Yeah. So that's like the wrong way to go about it. Mm -hmm. But maybe like, have you ever thought about being with a woman? Have you ever had any same-sex fantasies and then it's like no that's gross then you certainly don't want to lead up with a threesome but you might there might have to be some therapy that needs to happen there might have to be some talks about like what's your first earliest childhood memory i mean if women who've experienced and men who've experienced trauma or rape and it's and it's untreated like untreated trauma Mm -hmm. never goes away yeah so if there's that stuff going on that you just can't touch because your partner's like nope sex is wrong it's bad i can't talk about it you might not be able to chip that off yourself. You might not be able to get that information yourself. But if it's just like it got stale, recognize it and say, it's so important to me that we find what we both like. And for a lot of women, it could just be, you know, what happens is since men get aroused very differently, they come in, they're like, babe, you're so hot, let's have sex. The women are like, wait a minute, I was just finishing this text message and I was making dinner and putting clothes in the water, whatever we're doing. We're not ready yet. So women and men have to understand, like, we get aroused differently. We get turned on sex has to become more top of mind so what your woman might be craving your partner if we're talking about women maybe she needs to relax and you need to give her a massage or you need to like because stress is one of the biggest killers of our sex drive so you come in you give a massage or maybe housework this might seem like a joke but there's a lot of women who are like when he empties the dishwasher it turns me on so much because you're helping him with something around that so there's a lot of different things that could be going on but you have to ask don't tell your partner what they might want start having the conversation about what their desires are, their Mm turn-ons, and kind of start asking questions and figure it out together. But you don't want to force your agenda. It won't work that way. And I... uh, Okay, get on the mic here. Hello, I got a question here. So I do have my question. I know we we got to wrap in a couple minutes here, too. But I want to hear your latest stories because, Emily, I've heard you talk about... Dick pics. <laughs> and Tab, I've heard you talk about dick pics. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to hear about the funniest dick pic you yeah. ladies ever seen. Oh, that's, I have my answer already. Did you ever Go. see a dick pic and just start cracking No, up? I yeah. don't even really, I get my 
No, I, I nothing that great. I there's two. My things. team looks at him now and deletes yeah. him. Well, so. <laughs> you know there are two that come to mind. One was um, an ex boyfriend of mine, and we'd been broken up for minimum one year at that point, and not even like you know how sometimes they break up and you still keep in touch. Yeah. Like, there was really none of that. Like I may have liked a photo of his here and there, but you know move on. Right. I'm a big like mover honor. Yeah, and um. All of a sudden, I'm on my way to dinner, and I'm hailing a taxi, and I get a text message from him, and I look down, and there's a photo of his junk on my phone, and he's got this dick pic, and I'm like, I'm just about to go to dinner right, right. now. You ruined my appetite. Thanks for ruining my appetite. Right. Was I like, just thought, where, was this, I even wrote to him, like, are you supposed, are you sending this to me? Because, right. you know, out of nowhere. So that was funny. I just thought the timing was weird. <laughs> what did you like, say? I hear nothing for a year and a half, and all of a sudden, there's like a dick he's pic. Like, Maybe like, you missed this. And I was like, whoa, I missed this. I need it back. Right. That was funny. The second thing is. I got a picture from a guy who was clearly some kind of olive skin, dark haired man, like really like Middle Eastern right. or Latin dark. And um, I get a pic of a white <laughs> penis, pink penis with white thigh hair, you know, like like blonde, right. like a Norwegian dick. Right. And I'm like, this is clearly, you had to Disconnect. Google, right. <laughs> you had to Google your penis right. and send me a Googled penis. You can't even send me your own. Right. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like, you, you don't think I'm going to do the background thigh here? hair? And right. you're like, wait a second. All right. That's so funny. Yeah. No, I just, I don't understand the dick pic. Thing. I mean, I do understand. I think men think so differently about their penises than we do. Like, they think like they want pictures from us all the time. And yeah. we're like, a dick in the wild, like a random dick I don't know in the middle of the day. Yeah. No woman is sitting there going, oh, God, I wish oh I got God. a dick pic right but now. But in their minds, they think that's they what happens. They do because they love their penises. And it's almost like when a when a cat comes in and like, yeah. killed the rat. Like, oh, look, I got a rat. And they want to drag it off of the house. I feel like men are like, look at my penis. Don't you want to see and it? And I do you don't miss mind it? a good penis in context. In context, but, but not, not like a random. Yes. Yeah. Like we don't a want random. a random dick pic. <laughs> like, in context, like if it's somebody that you know, like, ooh, okay, right? Um, like I got real excited when like a celebrity dick pics are like found on because it's in right. context. But, it's a whole thing. We're all in it together, but, but yeah. otherwise, but like, but getting <laughs> randoms, and I, I, I just, I, I know that in their head, they're probably thinking, oh yeah, now she wants. Yeah, the that's D. exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. But you know, you made me think of texting. Another way you ask couples can spice it up mm-hmm. is that. I love a good sext or a good like, hey, yeah. babe, I'm thinking about you later. Or I can't stop thinking about last night. And if you're uncomfortable talking about things about what you want, you could put it in text and say, yeah. when I come home later, I'd yeah. love if you spanked me or gave me a massage or like it can yeah. be easier for people to lay the groundwork and write in words. As in long writing. as you're texting, your sexting matches up your real life activities because you don't want to be a sexy sexter and then do nothing in real life because that's happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you lay it out, you got to commit. Yeah. Like if you say this is happening tonight, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. Don't just like <laughs> stroll in and be like, hey, where's my beer? Right. Right. Exactly. You're like, hey, I got <laughs> that. I got and where's the guy that sent me these texts? Because right. I want that guy, exactly. not this guy. Yeah. Right. So, no beer for you. Yeah. Um, I really, uh, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate um, that the message that you give across is non-threatening and open and sex positive because I think a lot more people need to like that judgment thing. Yeah, I do, it's true. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that you picked up that because mm-hmm. it's 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 wherever I go. Like w- women, men, they're just like they hold on to this really yeah. fear. And so I just want people to understand that it's really not scary. I mean, it can be scary at first, but it will actually be the best thing you can do for your, even if you're in a relationship or not, start taking your sex life seriously yeah. and put your body priori- seriously. Put energy into Priorita- it. Prioritize yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Not serious. Sex should be fun. Prioritize it. It matters. Did I say serious? <laughs> I said serious. <laughs> okay. I'm like, take it seriously. But then whenever take you tell someone to take it seriously, I'm like, no, I want sex to be fun. No, but it's I want fun. to be serious. No, but seriously. seriously, it's fun. Yeah. I want it to be fun. I always want it to be fun. Right? I want to have fun. I want to have fun forever. And I don't want it to be like, 
Oh, well, it won't be. Yeah. I think that you what you set your mind to it happens, yeah. and you know that. I love yeah. that, and I hope that a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, will be yeah. inspired and be like, "Yeah, I don't want that either." Yeah, that's what I didn't want. I, I didn't was want like, it. I'm going to get into this business because I want to figure out how to have amazing sex all the time. Yeah, I agree, and so. and you're doing a good job helping <laughs> so people. Far, so. so good. I feel like this is to be continued, but where, definitely where um, where can people find your podcast? It's all it's um, sexwithemily.com is the website, and you can find it on iTunes. Uh, everywhere. Stitch or everywhere you get podcasts. Just Google it. Yeah, just Google it and it's all at Sex with Emily on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Snapchat, all And you that have good a stuff. great website that has a lot of information A lot of information there, which I love. There. And I love what you're doing. Keep up the good fight. Thanks, I will. You too. <laughs> this is so fun. To be continued, we'll have you back on again. Okay, perfect. All right. I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 